Hello, season three of Mediva is here! With me, Sarah Golding. Hello, and well, today is a must listen for all budding voice actors. We talk reels and opportunities, how to get noticed, and what the amazingly inspiring Mariel Ronaker Temple thinks folks should be putting on those all important voice reels. It's good to be back. Enjoy! I would love to welcome to Mediva for the first time the wonderful Marielle Vanika Temple. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Sort of having me. <laughs> it's really, really very cool to to have you on here. I know I spoke to you previously on the audio drama production podcast, and we we've met at various crazy audio fun affairs. So so yes, it's great to have you on here because your world must be amazingly full of fantastically talented people well yeah yeah i mean it it, it <laughs> are definitely very lucky to work with amazingly talented people yeah and uh, and that's all started from kind of indie roots hasn't it and i don't know if you're a listener who knows but mario started off with a variety of fun and amazing things which you can look up on our last interview on audio drama production podcast um but also founded the wireless theater which is over what 12 years old now 13 yeah, years old 12 I think. <gasps> oh, founded in 2007 so whatever the maths is on that <laughs> yeah we don't do numbers for no, it. we're creative i definitely don't <laughs> and and you've come to now working for a company people might have heard of it's kind of Biggish, I guess. <laughs> uh, Audible UK, which I don't know if you want to explain now what you do within that and and your kind of route to coming into audio drama via via your wireless roots. Yeah. So yeah. So I founded. I mean, I started as an actor. I trained as an actor in two thousand. Uh, oh, I can't, two thousand and a long time ago, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did the Carlton Hobbs competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't win it, but I did quite well in it. And it really got me kind of excited about audio drama. Mm-hmm. But as you know, like when I first started built doing it, and I didn't, I didn't really know how to do it initially at first, but I just kind of worked with some really creative friends and kind of came up with a whole lot of ideas way before the kind of audio fiction boom that we currently have. Yeah. And and it was and it was kind of great fun but I actually you know we started off with no clue and then in the end really did learn how to make good audio drama and yeah. um and we made a lot of it and so I was really proactive I still am but I was incredibly proactive when I first started as mm-hmm. are you Sarah but like you know I email people constantly <laughs> I was like always kind of like hustling but kind of politely I wasn't annoying um and I and I messaged audible I looked I found them up and I found an email and I said hey I don't know if you guys are ever planning to do audio drama but if you are I make it and Mm. I went along I got an email back from the commissioner there at the time who's now friend Rebecca and she said you know what (laughs) we kind of are but we don't know how to do it do you want to come in and meet and I was eight months pregnant I think at the time I went in and was like hey and she was like wow and we just clicked and she was like everyone else I'd met Mm. were kind of old men really and she was like you were really (laughs) young and enthusiastic and passionate about it Mm. and so about two weeks later she rang me and was like do you want to make a drama she was like the the deadlines are really tight the budget's quite small but do you want to make it and I was like Mm. yeah go on then I'm gonna have a baby any minute but sure (laughs) and so I did that Mm. and that began a relationship between wireless theatre and audible Mm. really we were very lucky to create quite a large chunk of their audio dramas um and I did that Mm. externally and then they started to bring kind of production of drama more in-house so still working with a wide range of freelancers but you know the Mm. casting element particularly being in-house yeah and they sort of were like do you want a job (laughs) Uh, and I was like I definitely do 
Um, although <laughs> yes, actually, you know, it was a difficult decision for me because obviously having mm. run my own company for many years, mm. but actually it was fantastic because I'm doing the same thing, but you know, on a much much larger scale and working yes. with you know all sorts of different amazing people. So that's kind of how I ended up there, and, and I am casting and production manager at Audible. Yes, We're quite a small in-house production team, mm-hmm. all amazing people, and kind of drama is my background so that's the kind of expertise that I bring drama and casting to the team but we have people with book background you know producers all sorts yeah. so I think we're a really good well-rounded team there. Superb and there has been quite an explosion out of Audible of a, a variety of sort of larger cast productions as well yeah. since you've joined and I, yeah. I kind of have an inkling maybe you've had something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean they've always made they've made they've been keen to make drama all along but mm, um, good you know definitely I've been kind of championing it within the the, the company mm, fantastic and can you talk about any products that have come out that you've had a hand in that you've really enjoyed and thought yeah i'm proud of that one uh putting yeah that together mean, one of the joys of it is that uh i get to work on so many fair like such a wide range of stuff and i do mm. really love all of them obviously a big one that i worked on recently which we've just announced so i can say is the sandman um that's which, so exciting yeah, I mean, yes which is uh, so Dirk Mags obviously um, is directing yes. and adapting Legend. the script and then working with Neil mm-hmm. Gaiman yeah. and you know that was a joy it was absolutely huge you know all audible mm. dramas that have got a large cast but this one I think we had like 60 actors but playing probably hundreds of roles fantastic and obviously you know quite an exciting glitzy cast but it was you know that that was a joy to work on and obviously Dirk is is you know a master in the audio drama world but yes. also you know yeah working on kind of more traditional kind of adaptations like Treasure Island, which was really fun to create, you know, on the high seas. Mm. And we did The War of the Worlds, the Jeff Wayne audio drama adaptation. And that was Mm. an amazing experience because he is obviously wonderful and comes from a musical background, but he'd never done an audio drama before. Right. You know, he was so so wonderful. We recorded it in his home studio, but he would sort of say, oh, well, when we're booking actors, can't we just, you know, like him in the music world, we turn up at you know, they turn up at midday and then they kind of jam until it's done. And I'm like, no, <laughs> can't do that with actors. You have to book them for a certain time. <laughs> you know. Yes, um, finicky, finicky world of casting. That kind of happened half in and half out of our current situation, didn't it, from what I understand? so The Sandman? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say half. We, we were lucky and fortunate enough to be able to record most of it mm. in the studios at Audible, which was great, in Ensemble. Mm. Which, you know, as you know, I'm sure doesn't, you know, brings its own issues trying to navigate a schedule which has got 65 different actors in it all coming in at different times. Mm -hmm. But some of the final pieces of the puzzle had to be recorded under lockdown, which was a challenge, but actually ended up great. And I've listened to the edits now and you'd never know. You just never know Mm. which one was recorded in isolation. So I'm going to keep that as a secret just in case you listen. (laughs) Which bits were done exactly. in isolation and which ones done I together? I genuinely so believe be you wouldn't puzzle. be able to tell, but you never know. If I say what it is, someone mm. might be like, oh. <laughs> well, this is it. You see, uh, remote actors and, and producers have been saying it for a while. You know, you can make it. Yeah. So it sounds groovy. You can, you can. Yeah. And, and obviously Audible have proved it too. So yeah. so fantastic. Hooray for remote working audio dramatists Absolutely, everywhere, yeah. quite frankly. So, yeah, so, so what is it that you really enjoy about the, the job and the day? What is it that sates you? Or do you still miss the acting side of things? No. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I have to be honest, I find, I consider myself incredibly lucky 
to be doing this job I love it I absolutely my, my friends get annoyed with me for being like I love my job but it <laughs> didn't come easily I worked my socks off for mm. you know years and years I worked when I first started wireless theatre I worked as a receptionist mm-hmm. full-time just kind of squirreling away work on the side yeah. you know genuinely believing that I'd be a receptionist for the rest of my life because I was like mm. audio drama doesn't pay you know mm. but I love it yeah so just to be able to do that the job that I do now full time on a daily basis is is great and I love yes. the casting I love matching voices finding the right sound whatever you know mm. pairing people together mm. working with directors and suggesting actors and them saying oh wow that was a genius suggestion you know that's brilliant I love that and then also mm-hmm. compiling teams for drama you know end to end production really starting at the beginning working out the budgets thinking about the directors thinking about what sound designers might work mm. you know all of that I I you know I found myself very lucky and actually if you'd have told me when I first started wireless theatre that I'd be able to be doing this I think I as much as I was passionate I believed in it I don't think I would have believed quite how big the audio world has become right Mm. yeah I mean that's what's exciting is you're very much a part of that as far as I'm concerned the British rise of audio fiction and as much as you know, some of the initial work that you're doing, I think, has been quite influential. And also just your, your presence as well, you know, in and the, 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 the British scene, which is still growing steadily. I don't yeah. think it's as big as the independent uh, American scene and, and yeah. there's a few other countries as well, which is exciting to see more and more things from. But, but yeah, I'm excited that there is a, a, a nice surge now in, in more things coming made, made in Britain, yeah. Which, yeah, incredible. which is wonderful. So, so that's exciting too. And as far as um, anyone who who perhaps wants to get into what you're doing, what advice or what training would you suggest that they start to look into right now, whether or not, you know, they're seasoned in some other area and want to manoeuvre their talents or they're just starting out in the audio careers? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think it's interesting because I didn't, you know, I wanted to be an actor, so I didn't train for an audio career. Mm. And a lot of the people who I work with do have some sort of qualifications working in radio audio production whereas that was just not my angle at all so Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the stuff that I've done was kind of self like literally self-taught or taught by others with whom I work like learning on the job as opposed to kind of any sort of training at all Mm. so I would say that you know my biggest thing really is to be really really driven I can't I just can't tell you how how much I was in the start I wrote to literally every single actor who'd ever done a radio play and was like Mm. hey do you want to help me to support my small company? And also just kind of doing it like, you know, if you think, oh my God, I'd like to be an audio drama producer, mm. but I don't know where to start, then just kind of do it. The first time we did it, I had no idea. I literally hired a music studio for £25 for an hour, which actually we didn't have to use on to use for years because <laughs> they were great. But I just found them online mm. and went in and turned up. And we had no clue. I think I'd read like a book and an article, but really had no clue on what we were doing. Mm. And actually it wasn't until we worked with Prunella Scales a bit later, a few years later, where I actually had some final reassurance that we actually were doing it right because she didn't come in and go, <laughs> what on earth is this? She actually came in and just behaved as if we were doing everything normal. So I was like, oh, we're doing it right. It's like seal of approval, yeah, Prunella exactly. Scales stamp. But I mean, there's no, the, the truth is there isn't really a, a hard and fast right and wrong way to do drama and I find that now you know mm. we have arguments every time uh, me and the engineers because some people were like you have to record on individual mics and others are like you have to record on a stereo pair and you know and that's great so mm. I would say mm. just kind of being proactive and doing it is the right way and then by doing that you make your contacts and you kind of yeah. find you know ways in 
you know, I, I literally got my contact Audible by Googling audio companies and then finding an email address and just writing to them. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I would say that that's probably the most important. I mean, that's the most important thing that you can do, really, I think, yeah. to try and get it along in, in any industry, I guess, really, but certainly in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having a, a bit of uh, gumption and getting up and, and um, being slightly rebellious. Would you suggest people send their work to, to folks if they find after a certain amount of searching on, on uh, Google and so on? Yeah, so obviously once I was at the stage of, of contacting people, I had a quite a big body of work that I could show. I had this website that I'd built. I had these, you know, mm. however many dramas we'd made, which was just, you know, all mm. of us, didn't, none of us had been paid for the early productions. It was just us kind of experimenting. But I had somewhere that yeah. I could direct people to. And so I had my story, which was like, hey, I wanted to start a company and I did. And then, you know, wouldn't it be great if downloading could encompass audio drama, which that sounds amazing now, but at the time really wasn't being done that much. Um, Mm. And then Mm. I'd say, here's a website. Yeah, I would say, you know, you need to have something that you can send out to make people go, okay, that sounds interesting or that sounds cool or whatever, and then click on it. So either, yeah, a voice reel or a website or link to a production that you've done Mm -hmm. or, or a script or something have so make sure you've got something and then once you've got it you know push it <laughs> yeah and and with regards to your processes both as a wireless indie casting director and producer and as audible are they very different in their approach to how you got people involved and how you actually cast your actors um i'd say they're probably quite different in that the productions that i do for audible are massive so we have Mm -hmm. much more in the way of casting opportunities Mm -hmm. and i guess the stakes were slightly lower with wireless theater so we could take risks which often paid off really well but you know Mm -hmm. if we decided we wanted to instead of having sound effects have a beatboxer do the sound effects then we could and if we wanted to cast an actor who you know, perhaps had never done anything in audio before at all. That didn't matter mm. because we only had to answer to us. If that uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. But having said that, you know, some of that kind of ethos has followed into Audible and we do definitely take risks with actors and there's no rule that says you have to have worked in an audio drum before to come in and do a, a job with us and stuff. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, it hasn't changed huge amounts. And ultimately, you're still looking for a good voice actor who can tell a story, you know, doesn't matter yes. whether you're doing it for Audible or for your own small website or for you know a, an independent podcast in the wild. You're still you still need a, an actor who can kind of bring it to life for you. Yes, absolutely, and that must be hugely difficult. And could you could you talk us through a, a typical recent show, for example, and how from the ground up it was cast and and went into production? Yeah, so so it comes down from the script. So the commissioning team at Audible, the commissioning team will send a script down, and obviously then we either allocate it to a director or it will come in with a director already and then it's a real collaboration with the director so we will work closely with the director and a lot of directors will have a wish list or people that they want to work with or people they always work with and then it's a bit of a collaboration so we like to make sure that we work with new people all the time that we're Mm -hmm. really you know making sure we're giving new opportunities to people who haven't been involved so we might say oh have you thought about this person instead can you talk about this person Uh, and you know if needed we'll say let's do some casting calls so we'll get people in to or telephone auditions sometimes work Mm -hmm. just to make sure that we're kind of casting authentically in the right voice and stuff so all of that mm-hmm. is a real collaboration between the director and us. And I would say that the director has final say, because obviously they're the one in the studio, but mm-hmm. it is definitely a collaboration. So I'll, I'll be like, okay, who are you thinking about for this role? 
And the director might say, oh, I don't know, actually. And I'll say, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? And between us, we'll work it out and find someone. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I'll handle all the, the booking. So obviously I have relationships with all the voice agents yeah. in the UK. And so I'll contact them um, and make an offer. Mm-hmm. And then it goes from there. Marvellous. And and with regards to casting calls, you say they're sent, sent out. Are those only sent to agencies or do you put them on other places where folks can find them? So we have casting calls at Audible um, that are not specific to projects. So they're just mm-hmm. to test out whether people fancy working in audio, both for books and drama, especially with mm-hmm. books, because it's it can be quite solitary, really. It's you and a producer in a room for eight hours. So, you know, you need to be yes. sure that it's something that you like. So a good way to do that is to come in and do a little kind of test. Mm-hmm. They are often done via agents, but equally they're done, you know, for, through all sorts of different kind of organisations and we have a website and we also have an email address, voices at audible.co.uk. Mm-hmm. So you can message that. And then what happens, so everyone who sends something in will get listened to. And then we yeah. sit in a room every fortnight. I mean, we don't do it now because there are no rooms, but, you know, we sit in a virtual <laughs> room and listen. Yeah. And then some people are invited in for casting calls on the basis of that. So we try and make it as wide as we can. And I think we do still have some work to do to, to widen that net even further. But we are kind of aware of that, making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, those opportunities are available to people who aren't necessarily represented by agents or, you know, who don't necessarily know where to look. Yeah. And also we do telephone auditions as well. So oh, they're right. more specific uh-huh. to certain projects. So, for example, if a director, if there's a role that requires something specific, then we will usually use I will usually use Spotlight find voice roles of Spotlight send them through to the director and say do you like any of these and mm. then we might do a series of tele- you know or they'll record something into their phone not to worry about the quality you know just give your best performance and then the director will choose from there which they prefer mm-hmm. Fantastic and and would you say diversity is as important to Audible UK as it seems to be at the moment uh, entrenched in the casting call process in, in the indie environment Yeah it's very important um, yeah we're, we are we're really committed to diversity inclusion and we're very committed to it and we're working very hard to make sure that there is representation across all of our dramas mm-hmm. Yeah I, I mean that's becoming hugely key especially across all forms of amazing cast at the moment and I think there's there's a few really quite heated debates on on how casting calls are put out and so on and yeah and it's really important that kind of companies are aware that you need to spread that net really wide to make Mm. sure that people get those those opportunities and are aware those opportunities exist Mm -hmm. obviously many fantastic actors for various reasons aren't able to be represented by agents so we are you know we're very very aware of that and Mm -hmm. and you know we're working on it really hard it's it's at the forefront of what we're doing it's Mm -hmm. something i think we already do very well but we're working on even more and Mm -hmm. we feel very passionately about fantastic and um i did ask you when we first contacted regards to sort of some shining examples of voice acting wheels that you've personally cast from because the question that keeps being banded around the indie world for for voice actors is like what do I put on my reel how many reels do I need you know all of all of these questions so as far as you're concerned regards to casting for audible what would you strongly suggest that people do for their reels and then we'll have a little look at a few examples that you've picked out so for me it's about selling yourself as yourself what you can do so Mm. whether that means that you have got a very distinctive husky voice which is beautiful and tells a wonderful story as it is but you can't do any Mm -hmm. accent then that's fine but you need to sell yourself as that equally if you can speak other languages you need to sell yourself for that or if you can do every accent under the sun truly can do them and you could definitely sustain them for a long period of thing then you need to to sell that so for me 
you know, that's the stuff that I'm looking for. So really, and it doesn't have to be done this way, but the, some of the voice roles I like the best are where everything is separated out. So this is my American mm-hmm. accent. This is my English accent. This is my Scottish accent. You know, very like really kind of in detail stuff because often I'm looking for very specific things, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I do like to have that. And I don't know whether all casting kind of websites allow you to have that. I don't know where the spotlight, I, you know, how many clips you're allowed to have. So if you aren't allowed to have that many clips, then a reel that clearly demonstrates those things from start to finish, as well as whether you can mm-hmm. act, is really important. For me, a commercial reel does nothing. So I won't cast sure. anyone without who if they just send me a commercial reel because whilst I can sort of tell your tone of voice, I really can't tell how your acting style is. Sometimes, yeah, different skill. Yeah, it's very different, <laughs> and and it, it seems to be. Although I think it is changing that the priority when people are getting voice reels is to get a commercial voice reel, which is fine. Mm. But actually, I feel like any company that you go with should be in a position to provide you with both. Yeah. But equally. And I really do think this is important, especially these days. If you can't afford to go and get a, a voice role done with a professional company, because I know the the amount of outgoings for an actor, headshots, you know, spotlight membership, equity membership, all of that stuff. Oh, it mounts up, doesn't it? Yeah. I genuinely yeah. believe you can create a good quality one or a good enough quality one with, you know, the, some sort of modern setup that you have. Possibly not quite just on a mobile phone, but, you know, a reasonably good, a, a cheap USB mic or something like that. Uh, because ultimately yeah. what, I, what I am looking for is whether or not you can act and whether or not you can do the accent and the vocal the vocal quality that you've got and you know how versatile you are or how not versatile you are but what's unique about your voice that would fit with a certain Mm -hmm. role so i think versatility is really really especially with audio drama big big audio dramas it's great because it allows you to keep keep within budget because you can have you know i was looking for the sandman cast list the other day and some of the actors are paying like I mean, I'm not even joking, like 20 roles. Wow, (laughs) Um, exciting. But these people are amazing, right? They're genuinely vocal chameleons. Mm. So if you can do that, I need to know that. Yeah. But equally, if you've just got the most incredible voice and you are the most incredible voice actor, but, you know, your your voice is so husky that there's no way you could play more than, you know, two different characters because anyone will be able to tell, then that's fine too. Mm. But just make Mm. sure you're advertising yourself as best you can. One thing that can be very frustrating is when um, actors put an, an accent on their voice reel that they can sustain pretty well for 15 seconds but when you get yep. them in the studio they can't do it so you have to be truly confident about accents okay. that you can do yes. like I really mean that because for me and at Audible and I think probably across the industry in many ways a lot of audio work is cast based just on your voice reel yeah. So right. You take. So don't lie. Yeah. You have don't to lie. Don't be lie. able to do you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. You know. But I, I, you know, yeah. I, I'll be honest. When I left drama school, I was like, yeah, I can do a scale accent. Definitely putting that down. Tick. <laughs> but then the reality yeah. is, if I get asked to do an audio book where our character is scales, you know, am I truly going to be able to do that, or am I going to waste mm-hmm. a lot of time and money by going to the studio and not being able to pull it off? Sure. Yeah. So be honest about your and and hone it. You know, spend time. Honing it if you feel there it's rough around the edges. I think yes, you know there, there's like sites like the BBC dialect site as well, isn't there? That you can have little look at and check. There's hundreds yeah. of tourist boards across the world that will have there's native amazing. accents. And that there's you can actually listen a, to. a really good app called the Accent Kit, uh, which is yes, put together yeah. by Jan Hayden Rolls and Edda Sharp, who are vocal coaches, amazing vocal coaches. They mm. work on like Game of Thrones and stuff. Jan taught me at drama school. Actually, was one of the ones who kind of inspired me to get into oh, audio right. work. Right. And she, they're like accent geniuses, but the app is amazing, and they've got a book and stuff mm. as well. So you can definitely, you know, especially if you if you're pretty sure you've got an accent down, 
but you probably yeah. just need a bit of work on it then you know do it why not especially now yeah. <laughs> i've got time to yeah like... possibly a bit more time maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> well although i think like like you i'm the busiest i've ever been it's quite true, bonkers. Very true. um <laughs> but yeah and and three of the people that you, you suggested just as a, a shining examples uh we we got permission from their agents to to utilize their wares for this particular exercise so this first one is from the wonderful jessica dennis mm-hmm. what did you work on with with her she uh, I mean, a lot. <laughs> Jess has been Lots around since the beginning of the earliest days of wireless. She came into right. an audition for a live show. Um, and she she's just kind of one of those go-to actresses who is a joy to work with mm-hmm. and and has sort of come part of the rep, both across all wireless theatre and then also at Audible as well, really. Fantastic. Well, here's Jessica's reels. <laughs> I stopped writing them. I'd have done anything you said. I wanted you to be my boyfriend. I wanted to sit beside you in your car and be driven into town and for people to see me. See us. It's 5.37pm and I, Pen Purdy, am here again, waiting for investigative partner and occasional best friend, Daisy Chase. She's late, but I'll be the one in trouble and... Oh, oh yeah... Here she comes, charging towards me like a furious squirrel, and still with no sense of distance when crossing the road. Remember, I'm the one who saw her, reaching out of that river there. She looked just like you, miss. Just like you at this minute. All hate and love and no drowning either. On you go, miss. It's your bridge now. Haunted. I did notice Alice and Gully were awfully reluctant to eat their dinner last night and they had strange crumbs around their mouths even though I hadn't given them any cake. Gully was hiding something behind his back when I went into their playroom yesterday. I'm dreadfully sorry, Mrs. Grubbenthwaite. It won't happen again. The thing I like about Jess, Jess is really talented in terms of being able to do loads and loads of different accents. Mm -hmm. And she demonstrates these on her reels, which I think is really good. What Jess has is quite a husky voice. So she's Mm. versatile, but equally you can't have her play the same, you know, you can't have her play a character in one scene and then the next scene a character again, a different character, Mm. because actually that husk is kind of, it's beautiful, but it's, 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 kind of gives the game a away. resonance you a can recognize yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. but i love mm-hmm. her voice because and, and her performance because she'll always bring it so she'll always bring it to the table when no matter what you've got no matter what you ask her to do she comes in she's prepared and she'll just kind of nail it barely make any mistakes mm-hmm. and i think that her voice was just really clean so she's got commercial rock montage separately i don't ever listen to that i don't need to listen to it she's got animation which has got a whole load of different kind of characters and voices which are great and then she's got a drama reel um, i mm. think specifically jess has this because she works so much in audio drama but right. she's got selections of clear well done selections of drama that she's worked on which shows a real mm. kind of breadth of the the kind of emotion that she can bring to a piece and the types of characters that she can play yeah. so I, I think it's you know I, that it's just a Sorry, probably hear children scream. That's okay. It's just a, a really, 
I think a really kind of clear example of a voice reel which is quite mm. refreshing to go to because you're like you don't have to listen through to for ages you go to what you want and then you listen to it and she's and she's good yeah and it's one and a half minutes long which is great accessible would you say that's yeah. like a standard kind of acceptable not too little not too much kind yeah. of situation yeah I mean so, I, I would say this is probably gonna sound really arrogant that I can listen to less than 30 seconds of a voice reel if it's done well in terms of the performance and know whether or not I'd want to work with someone for a role um, and kind of have wow. to, I've had to do that because you have to listen to so many yeah. um, and as long as there's yeah. not like 20 seconds of music at the start which some people do definitely don't do that oh. on a voice reel then right. you know that's fine I get what I need from the voice straight away and just another question folks ask is should they put their normal voice at the beginning of that kind of reel even if it's an audio drama reel uh, would you yeah, want I to hear that, that or... mm, yeah I think it's nice like it's not okay it's I, I don't think i definitely hearing something in the natural voice is a good idea so you know monologue natural accent or whatever yeah i think but to be honest if you can do the accents really really well then maybe you don't need no one needs to know your exact accent particularly because <laughs> if you can do them right. all perfectly then it's my, like I, you know a lot of reels have that hey this hey my name's so and so and that's fine it, i don't get put off by that it's fine mm-hmm. okay cool Good. Let's move on to the lovely Will Howard. And on just as a matter of course, these reels are all off the spotlight site as well. And with with his reels, there there's like a range of a lot of Radio Four things. Yeah. There's no one specific reel. So that obviously works in showcasing all the different styles of character as individual yeah projects which i found quite interesting yeah so i think will is great because i find him incredibly versatile he also can Mm. sound really young which is amazing um what i like about his voice reel is that he clearly marks what it is on each what he's showing you on each so he's got this is my rp accent this is my northern accent this is my london accent this is my natural accent lancashire Mm. all of them are flawless all of them are really believable all of them demonstrate proper good acting talent but one of the things I, I I just the reason I recommend him to other people actually is just because I'm like it's amazing what he can do with his voice in terms of the fact that you know I've cast, I've cast him as like a 15 year old and then also he can mm. play an adult um, or he can play yeah. younger I think than that and that in audio being able to play very young is like gold dust yeah so anyone who can Beautiful, do that useful. do it because mm. children licensing is a pain <laughs> It's a quagmire, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yes. So if you can get yeah. young sounding. So, yes, I put his down particularly because I just think if people are going to listen to examples of a really good voice actor, but also examples mm. of, you know, it's just very easy. Because if I'm casting for something set in Lancashire, I can literally click on that clip and hear it and be like, yeah, you can do it. And I actually don't even need to listen to the rest of anything else that's in it. Yeah. Superb. Well, we'll have a little listen to just a few of the different versions of, of wonderful characters that Will can do. Yeah. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Well, because if you talk about it, then it wouldn't be a secret anymore, will it? The second rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Hang on, that's the same as the first rule. Hang on. Ah. The second rule of Fight Club is no Chinese burns. The word came Sunday morning, August 5th. After three days of uncertainty, the clouds that had hung over the Japanese islands for the past week were beginning to break up. Conditions would go, and tomorrow was the day. You cannot lure me to my doom by thy lying tongue, O fiend of Shamharoth. I am learned in the ways of demons. Obey my every command, or I will return thee unto the boiling hell from which... 
from whence you came. You know what it's like to be looked at by him, to be examined by him. I don't understand. He looks at me like a corpse. Since the gifts started, that's what he sees. That, that's what he sees when he looks at his son. That I'm dead already. Okay, and our, our final person we're going to look at, who I was very excited to see as well, is the wonderful Pippa Bennett Warner. Yeah. So, so yes, tell us about Pippa. Why is she someone who, who's real stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I just think she has got an absolutely beautiful voice. Mm. So that's part of the re- like, I like to cast her because I literally just enjoy listening to her voice. I think it's really lovely. But particularly, I like so in her what one thing that she doesn't have, Pippa which is naughty, is she doesn't have her voice reel on Spotlight, I don't think. Sure. Let me check. No, it's on her agent's yeah. website. I've got so, her on Earache Voices yeah, if you want to have a listen because yourself. I was quite proactive in that. So I'm like, oh, Pippa doesn't have her voice reel on Spotlight. I'll go and try and find her in her web, uh, on her agent. But many people won't be. If you're not, if you haven't got it, if you've got a Spotlight page and you haven't got your voice reel on there, you know, you are at risk of, and also sometimes when people search, if I search these people on Spotlight, sometimes I will click only show me people who've got a voice reel. So okay. that means you're counted out mm. of that if you don't put your voice reel. So definitely have it on there. Okay, top tip. <laughs> R.L. Poole was to prove my dreams at least partially prophetic. Uh, you Rita Johnson? The uh, dancer? Yes, I'm a dancer. Why? I'm looking for a dancer to work with me. Come in. We sat at the dining room table. He looked me over, one feature at a time. Legs, long, hips, spare, breasts, nearly non-existent. I've studied since I was 14. I'm Poole from Chicago. I do rhythm tap and I want a girl partner. She doesn't have to do much but flash dance. Are you Agra? Uh... I met, I met a woman at a record shop you buy your jazz records at. She told me about you. Said all you talked about was dancing. She gave me your address. Some cats from the local straightened me out with the contracts for a few gigs. Scale is twenty-two fifty, but I'll do a few on the scale to get some ends together. I hadn't the slightest notion what he was talking about. Scale, gigs, local, ends. Coffee? What'd you study? Ballet. Modern ballet and theory of dance. Selfishness must always be forgiven, you know, because there is no hope of a cure. Fanny's answer was extremely civil, and Edmund added his conviction that she could be in With no hurry. I'm particularly referring to her radio drama. She's got an American accent which is really flawless and is really good and is a really different sounding character to her then mm. like cut glass RP accent which comes in afterwards and so I just I thought it was a really good example of not huge amounts of accents but you know she can absolutely nail both of them so you just wouldn't doubt for a second mm. that she couldn't mm. handle either or which I think is you know is really important yes and on that uh, specific site is earache voices I'll put links to all of these so you can have a browse yourself as well around but uh, she's got commercial reel documentary reel some endline some audio books yeah. uh, and and the radio drama all separated out so yeah. it's kind of got a, a good range for folks to get stuck into as well which as I say we're talking about it's like try and showcase as much as your strengths as possible it yeah. seems does that sound right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah for sure you know if you can play old if you can play young you can change your tone a voice massively yeah uh, I think that's what you can that you need to, that, you know it, basically just it's a real opportunity to show off as best you can yeah so I think I think do that and is there anything else that voice actors need to be doing to, to be seen to be trying to get in places where people like yourself might might see them 
Yeah, I mean, so I, I sort of mentioned earlier, we have a, a voices at audible.co.uk. I would mm-hmm. email them and I would, like, I do believe, you know, there's the, the Facebook group that you guys work on, the Audio Drama Hub. Yes. I, audio Drama Production Hub, I think it's called. Uh, the Audio Drama Hub, yeah. 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 I think p- websites like that, and kind of forums like that are really, really great. God, oh, if that cool. had existed when I first started with with Wireless. <sighs> like, it was literally me and Radio Drama Revival Fred. Uh, like yeah, bless. Hooray for world. Radio Drama Revival, yes. Yeah, at least yes. just the two of us kind of figuring oh, out. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really so much of a community to kind of speak of but Mm. those kind of communities Mm. are amazing because you get opportunities to learn to try new stuff out yeah and i think you know they're 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 really kind of good and i i would say you know concentrating on getting a a good voice rule doesn't have to be a perfect one and then also yeah be proactive and email people email uh casting people email anyone that you know you can look on the um, online and find kind of production companies like Wireless Theatre, but lots of independent production companies who probably mm. all produce for big organisations like the BBC and probably mm. would be open to listening to their voice reels. So, you know, the Radio Academy, I think, have a look at them on the website. They've got a list of a lot of independent companies. I mean, when I was mm. a hungry actor, I would have been emailing all of them. You probably get replied yes. from one, but you know I would email all of them and just be like, "Here's my link, here's my CV, I'm up for it." Yeah, I think worth you've got try. to be worth proactive. Mm. And I don't, mm. yeah, I don't think like I think if as long as you're not doing it incessantly and you're not filling people's mm. inboxes with twenty different MP3s, so I really don't advise to send actually send via email your file because that it clogs links up to people's it. Mm. email inboxes. But links, I think people don't mind that. They really don't mind. Okay. Well, cool. certainly I don't. I don't mind being contacted. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, actually. And it's nice to be able to reply to people and say, hey, your reel sounds great. Are you yeah. free? <laughs> do you want to do this? Yeah, superb. And with regards to sort of training, obviously, like like your good self, I've kind of been training as I'm doing. I'm just trying to learn as I'm going along. Uh, you spoke about Fred Greenhow, which I've just also went on his audio fiction course, which he's oh, just yeah. done. Because cause everything I've been doing, I've been learning myself and yeah. or just through being involved in other people's projects and learning what they do and what I like about those and what I don't. And so I, I, I'm just always trying to find opportunities to to get better, yeah, to, mm-hmm. to, to level up or whatever the words are yeah. uh, folks use these days. And are there any things for voice actors that you can recommend in that kind of vein that people at least have a look at, try to do or, or jump in on to, to yeah. get better? And... I mean, I think uh, ho- hopefully it's all going to start back. Like, that's great that Fred did that thing on that, you know, his uh, it was workshop. amazing. That's he amazing. was amazing, and he was quite quick yeah. off the mark to get that kind of done. And I guess it's because he's so used to doing a lot of remote stuff. Well, I think it was part of a course that was meant to happen, and because of the situation, it, it didn't. Online. So he did yeah. want to do it, yeah. and and the fact that he actually offered it for free was immense. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people have have got the bug because of what he did, and I think you know he deserves to to be lauded for that because it was excellent, uh, really yeah. good, and he's a wonderful fella. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, so Audible, we do quite a lot of work shops largely they're Uh kind of for off mic talent so to find you know people who are interested in getting into direction or producing Mm -hmm. but we do do workshops for actors and definitely wireless theatre do workshops for actors ours aren't free unfortunately Uh, but they're not hugely expensive at the moment they're on pause that doesn't mean that we wouldn't look to find a way to do them remotely if we can awesome Um, but there's workshops there and I think that you can learn loads from workshops but again I would also say in terms of training, especially these days, just creating it yourself is a great way to train. 
like literally just mm. saying okay <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna even if you just do it on the mobile phone um, or just record mm. it via zoom these days you know it doesn't necessarily matter if the quality is not perfect just to go just to go through the actions of recording an audio drama uh, that way yeah. you know you'll learn yes. loads and for the next time you'll be like okay well we can't do that or we can't do this or whatever that's really how I did I don't think I did a single course not one single course on how to make uh, audio drama at all um, sure. I did courses mm. on acting for audio drama because I did that at drama school but mm-hmm. nothing in terms of producing it I, I think you can learn and you can go on loads of courses but in a way until you get actually in and start doing it you probably won't really learn what works for you yeah and there's different ways of working as well isn't there there's so many varieties of of different remote recording ways these days and also being in a studio is a a different experience again to being in in your own booth in your own home so it's quite a lot of amazing fun to be had if uh, working through all those wonderful differences yeah and with regards to your ethos as to what would be your ideal candidate for somebody who wanted to to get through and speak to you if they sent you an email what kind of flavor to that would you want what do you want a very swift like here's my reels this is me bye or yeah. or do you want sort of a a more kind of soulful approach what kind of is the best way to approach someone like you via email if you're saying to to contact you i tend to like if someone says how they know to message me so for example i listened to this podcast and i wanted to email you or i was recommended to email you by this person who you know yeah it will catch my eye more you know like i'll be like oh okay you know either if so and so has recommended that you contact me i'm going to have certain level of trust that you're great but it's but but equally even if you if you don't know me and you don't know anyone that i know whatever like and you've just messaged me out of the blue as long as you're kind of clear about what you like about audio or why you think you'd be good at working in audio that's kind of handy the ego with me some does quite like it if someone says i listened to your production or i listened to this drama on your website and it was great i'd love to get into that mm-hmm. I, I can't pretend that that sometimes doesn't prick my attention a little bit sure so do your homework essentially yeah, don't just I think so just cold actually look into uh yeah what the person you're emailing is is doing and making and, and done lately i think yeah, yeah. and, and sh- if you show a bit of passion i love audio drama i've never done it before but i love it i would love to get involved in, you know something like that really helps um, mm. you know i ha- i have had and also then kind of be prepared to sell yourself if you get contacted. So I got a message recently by someone saying, I'd love to know how to get into an actor for Audible. And I was like, yeah. hey, can you send me a sample, a link of your work, a voice reel? And they were like, what's a voice reel? I'm like, okay. Um, do, oh, have you got, any, right. you know, I think I need, you know, you need to have, you need to kind of be prepared with some ammunition so that if you get a reply, you kind of, you've got some stuff yeah. that you can send. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes absolute sense. <laughs> And I did have just one key question from the lovely Emily Stride, who actually I've really enjoyed listening to on Wooden Overcoats, and she's also been in the Amelia Project and uh, and more. And she's asked the the main thing that we haven't covered: How do you foresee the industry getting back on its feet? Should we all have home studios now? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and does anyone know the answer yet? I don't know really. I think. <laughs> I think yes, I think it would be a really good idea for everyone to invest in some, well, I mean, I know not everyone can, I think that's the problem, you know, you can't, you know, not everyone can afford to kind of get kit, even basic kit, but I do think if if it's something that you're kind of toying with, 
I would do it. Yeah. I would get some sort of home recording. I think that obviously it's not going to go on forever and obviously we will be able to get back into the studios again. But I mm-hmm. think that the learnings that we have and the, the, the way we've proven that we can work in this way will mean that even when things are back to normal, there'll be some situations in which we'll continue to record remotely. You know, if an actor can't get down to the studio, then we'll say, hey, rather than previously where we might have been like, oh God, we need them in ensemble. We might say, no, hey, we won't. Well, let's record them remotely. Mm -hmm. And also I think this is going to go on for a while. You know, studios, especially for ensemble drama, as much as it's the best thing ever to have everyone together collaborating, they are kind of small, sweaty spaces. And so the reality that we're going to be able to get multicast together again, I don't, I just, Mm. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. So getting some sort of studio, I think would be really wise if you can. Yeah. For sure. There's a plethora of different websites. And also if you just put that into the search part of the Audio Drama Hub, there are lots of people showing off their homemade, amazing studios that that work just, you know, beautifully. So, you know, you, you can just do it as as I think it was a wonderful Ella at one of the podcast festival. She basically said, keep calm and blanket fort, which is still yes, one of my favourite yeah, terms. Sure. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, I know that there's been so many podcast dramas that have been recording in this way for various reasons, mm-hmm. budget reasons, or the fact that they're recording in different states. So they could, you know, like for years and yeah. years, and they're probably laughing like, oh, God, you guys, you're having to learn how to work the way we always work. Like, you know, yeah. I know that it's been proven that it can be done, but, you know, I think, you know, some of us who have been lucky enough to be able to have studios kind of also now learning that, you know, actually all is not lost. And, you know, when we first began lockdown, I I was genuinely concerned about how we would move forward with multicast. And now we've got loads going on, loads of stuff that's out recording uh, remotely now. And so, you know. Adaptation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, the show must go on and all those kind of words. (laughs) And uh, the last thing I just wanted to meet on was like there were some wonderful opportunities in the last year for for indie folks to collaborate with Audible on a variety of things. So, for example, you did a competition where you invited producers to create their own versions of well-known scripts that you'd produced and things like that. And how would uh, voice actors get involved in in those kind of things? Is it through contacting your voices kind of network or any other fun things like that in the pipeline? that yeah. you might um, um, be venturing into I mean I have to give you some credit Sarah for that because uh, that that idea came off the back of you know ch- meeting with you guys and chatting and you were like yeah competitions and stuff and I was like you know what we should be doing a competition <laughs> so thank you for that because it was really successful and it was so much fun to do I think okay. yeah I'd love yeah. to do more stuff like that we're yeah. actually just kind of annoyingly before lockdown we were really in in the process of kind of sourcing out all sorts of different workshops and opportunities and you know Brilliant. we were doing the audio drama festival with goldsmith that we're the audible sponsor yes and stuff. i'm gutted that was yeah. always a good event if you yeah. can get to that folks if it's on again whenever in whatever yeah, form definitely will be, then yeah. do yeah mm-hmm. um so that I, I would say just keep a, an eye out look on twitter you know you know facebook all sorts of stuff that you know that kind of come up i mean if you want to follow me on twitter mm-hmm. i can't even remember what my handle is marielle rt i think I, I will always retweet or tweet about competitions or any kind of initiatives mm-hmm. that we're doing so i think Super. it's a, again it's i think twitter's great as well but it's about kind of tr- 
like keeping your ear to the ground and just sort of seeing things that go on. Yes. And then I think we we will both at Audible and Wireless kind of get better at making sure that those things are, are easily accessible and available for people. Yeah, and, and have a listen and a look. I think I, I say this all the time, listen to other people's audio dramas. Absolutely. I think it's key to just see what's on the landscape, what people sound like, how the mixes of voices Absolutely. are. And, and not to be disheartened because I think obviously the whole thing about the, any casting process is difficult. And, and I've had, you know, the rejection that have basically said yeah love your voice love your real love this but you're just not right in the mix and yeah. and that is really important to, to take into account because I think because it's now an even more flooded market the opportunities perhaps in some respects are less because more people are finding it which is, is exciting it's a victim of its own success Yeah. but I think it is that point of being tenacious and keeping going and eventually I'm sure some fun and amazing things will come your way Yeah. so yeah is it just as a final parting thing is there anything Thing that you can suggest the people to keep them buoyant to keep them positive to keep them thinking that yes it's worth a go well yeah I mean you've kind of said it all there like obviously it's great the, the industry <laughs> is like exploded especially the audio fiction industry and it's amazing to see it and I think yeah. well you know audio is hot right everyone is excited everyone wants to be a podcast or whatever so I think uh, you know just to take that as a, being an audio actor these days is like amazing so if you are someone who you know and actually most actors even whether they're passionate about audio or not are now like oh I need to I need to do some of that audio work if you're already automatically passionate about voice acting which you probably are if you're mm-hmm. listening to this then you're already you know yes. half the battle done so then you can kind of really spread that passion and kind of pass that passion on to anyone you're trying to get work with yeah. and, and you know once oh, you do sure. get cast one of the best things is that you know if you're really good and you bring it and you're really reliable and you're really fun and easy to work with and you're just generally not <laughs> a dick then you you will get more and more work like you know as much as we yeah. want to work with new people and we work with new people all the time on every project we insist on having new to audio people we also call back some of our regulars because we know that they you know they're they're perfect they'll come in on the day they'll smash it out of the park you know yeah. they'll get it all done and, and so i think keep at it keep trying and then once you're through the door and you know be good and easy to work with and then you're gonna you're definitely going to keep on working and it's going to be great superb well brilliant well thank you so much for all, all the things you've done to you know inspire us with all your work individually and and what's happening with audible it's very cool to see some some exciting shows coming out and and the passion for audio fiction kind of spreading now because companies like audible are, are kind of pushing it even more into the the, the realms of entertainment yeah. so so yes i hope you keep on having fun and and yes thank you so much for for coming on today a pleasure thank you so much for having me i'm i was really excited to do this <laughs> hey well maybe we'll do it again yeah, we'll do it every week. brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 Sarah Golding here, and this is an advert. Yes, it does what it says in the tin, it adverts ads. Essentially, if you would like to become a voice actor, if you have for a very long time wanted to get your beautiful foot or body part of choice through that door into voice acting, then have I got a course for you. Starting in September, the Quirky Voices Indie Audio Fiction Voice Acting Course for Beginners Foundation. The start of everything. I'm a voice actor in a good number of really fun shows. I enjoy myself immensely and I'd love to impart some of that energy to you. So come and learn on audition techniques, where to find auditions, a little bit of editing, how to self-direct, bringing those characters to life, on those written words, and having a play with some character, 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 character voices. voices. All are welcome to this groovy course. One hour a week for five weeks. Early bird price, 100 British pounds. But if you listen to Mediva, you get 10 pounds off if in the application form 
form, you write. Quirky Voices Mediva podcast rocks. Because it does. I do hope you'll enjoy this season. Thanks for jumping in. And I really hope to work with you. Only a few places left. Prices go up on the 1st of September. £150. So get it now with that tenner off. Oh, it's value. That's what it is. It's value. So come on, jump in. What are you waiting for? I can't wait to work with you. Join a quirky voices course. You know you want to. And I'll ask you too nicely. If you know what's good for you, head over to quirkyvoices.weebly.com. Tell them Sarah sent you. Let's do this. Podcasts I've been in include Madcap, Amelia Project, Oz9, Hostile World, Tons. We Fix Space Jump, oh, I Died, Bells in the Bell, Magic Monsters and Mayhem, Radarin, Oh, I said that. SCP Archives, Beyond Shakespeare, The Descendants, The Box, Y2K, Hair Today, Spice Town Stories, From House of Sunshine, Girl in Space, Escape, Winnebago, Liberty, Parallel, Subjective Truth, Medieval, Break Moon Theater, Attention, Hellmark Shoppers, Worried Cast, Limbo, Goody, Madison, Mr. Pete, Oz9, and so forth.